I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rain on me. You're listening to Bandwagons. Great stuff. I feel the thunder. You have to sing the rest of it now. I feel the thunder coming down. Won't you rain on me? Definitely my song of the summer so far. I would say it's my favourite song ever. 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 I I know I say that a lot. I actually think you said the other day that it was the greatest (laughs) song of all time. Greatest song ever written. Didn't flinch. Didn't flinch in saying it. And I'm not, I don't, it's not that I don't uh, agree. Yeah. I just feel like I might disagree. Former favourite songs ever though are Carly Rae Jepsen, Cut to the Feeling. (laughs) Banger as well though They're all bangers Yeah All bangers I'm going to make a playlist um, How have you been doing Breach? Good yeah I was going to say What have you been up to But like we've pr- pretty much Been living in each other's pockets Gardens For yeah. the last Living days. in each other's pockets At a distance Yeah uh, Yeah Barbecue season Yeah loving these uh, These outdoor vibes yeah, yeah. I had something to say here and I can't remember it. Yeah, we in fairness we did only see each other uh, twelve Friday hours ago for the Patreon episode. Yeah, and then you, I had a barbecue in my house and you did come over, um, and we had quite a large amount of fun. I would say. Would you concur? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, point of view. You're at your friend's house. You're having the best time <laughs> of your life. POV. POV. This POV. Is not as funny you're, as enjo- you're enjoying a barbecue. Um, can <laughs> be- before we even start, if anyone just wants to like a pick me up, can I suggest? Going to Pornhub.com and searching <laughs> POV. Ryan Creamer because he does like these POV videos where it's like POV, I'm tucking you in and I'm reading you a bedtime story. Really turned the POV genre on its head and I think he deserves uh, more recognition. So. Yeah, me and Amy were saying we could play a game where like you do something in the garden and everyone has to guess what the POV would be. Okay, yeah. So we'll play that later. Yeah, that's after good. The, after the food. After we eat some food and talk about today's bandwagon, which is... Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Um, off the back of the release of her sixth. We should. Fame, one of us should have known. Fame this. monster, born this way. Tony Bennett. Art pop. I do we count cheek to cheek? Okay, well then I'm. <laughs> I'm again. getting it. The fame, the fame monster, born this way, cheek to cheek. Art pop. Art pop. 
Joanne, then this is technically her seventh. Okay, we're not counting Cheeky Cheek then. Wikipedia don't count Cheeky Cheek. Okay, well then maybe. it's her sixth album. Anyway, she just released Chromatica, which it has gotten a lot of good reviews. People calling it a return to form. Um, kind of back to the Gaga that like I think kind of Fairweather fans would know and love. Like those kind of floor filler tunes. Bops. Yeah, the bops. The bops um, that you, that just don't stop. There's a I was listening to it this afternoon. It was it's quite good. It's a grower. I will get to what I think, but I do think I need to give a few more listens. But I do want to ask, what are your first memories of Lady Gaga or of you like becoming aware of her music or her as a persona and an artist? I remember very vividly. I don't know why, but it was like summer of 2009 driving up Gory Main Street with my mom and like the windows being down and Just Dance being on the radio. And I just remember it being... The bop, like, and it, I don't know why that stuck in my head, but that's my earliest memory of Lady Gaga. And being like, who sings this? And then... How raging do you reckon Colby O'Donis is? Who the hell's that? He's the guy who says, when I come through on the dance floor, checking out that catalogue. Can't believe my eyes, so getting... many women without a flaw. <laughs> and I ain't gonna give it up, steady trying to pick it up like a car. I'm hit it, I'm hit it, I'm like, until tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> shorty, well, this is Akon, he's like, shorty, I can see that you got so much energy. Why would he be raging? He's probably getting loads of royalties off that. But that's all he's known for, is being like well, a Known as a heavy word. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, yeah, yeah. Justice um, for Colby Adonis, that's all I say. Do you know her real name? Do you want me to tell you? Uh, I do, yeah, but I'll let you tell me. It kind of reminds me of that moment in Love is Blind. It's Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Yeah. Giannina Giabelli, Milady. <laughs> Milady Versace Giabelli. <laughs> yeah, she's very Italian New York, New York like through yeah. and through. Through um, and through. She's 34. She uh, was born on the 28th of March, making her an Aries. Oh, that's which interesting. Which is important because an Aries sign represents enthusiasm, passion, and energy. Um, having a passion that few people can match, making them very driven for success and determined to be the best in whatever they do. I feel like that's very fitting. It's very applicable, yeah. Isn't it? I saw her on, like, whatever tour she did. It wasn't, like, the Monster Ball, because it wasn't after the fame Monster, but it was just after the fame. She played live the marquee in Cork. I'm going to double-check what year that was, but I went with my sister and her friends and my... Her, did you tell me this recently? Yeah, I told you, and then I said I'd tell you the rest of the podcast. And I wore what I can only describe as, so it was... And bear in mind, I thought it was like unbelievable now, and I thought it was being real quirky and cool, whatever. I wore it was like a white, it was like a white t-shirt attached to like a pink pinafore, like dress that was like kind of like the kids section, lycra, yeah, like lycra material that was like it was like voluminous. I feel like I'd wear that now. My my mom got me the tickets. And me and my sister, like she bought them for me because the demand was obviously going to be huge. Like Live the Marquee is a 4,000 capacity when you consider yeah. the fact that like she's now played the Super Bowl. Insane. Um, And I did not see her for the entire thing because as I said, it was completely sold out, totally mobbed. I was probably four foot nothing at this point because I was young enough. Um, and I did not see her. I saw some of the visuals because I know she had like really like Alfred Hitchcock kind of videos in between. But um, she sounded unbelievable. And... I'm raging though because that is the only time I've seen her live. I've missed her because she's played the three arena and stuff as well since. But I think when it was called the O2 and I wish I would have seen her then. Um, I'm trying to look up the time. Do you think that like was some sort of fever dream and it just never happened? 2009. So that was like the year she got famous. 1st of July 2009, yeah. Yeah, because she had been performing since she was a teenager but she 
only signed to Interscope in like 2008 because and with Akon Akon helped her to get like a joint deal yeah. with his a- like label and Interscope and that's how she got famous as well thanks to Akon yeah um, but she's been I saw this online one of the most versatile pop stars of our generation she has reinvented herself so many times throughout her career which is like insane like more so than any other female pop star I would say yeah would you agree yeah I think that's why I loved her and why I was so drawn to her. Like, don't get me wrong. Because I remember this was like really like the age where YouTube was really becoming a thing. And I was spending like so much time online and watching videos and whatever. And I remember watching the, when she was kind of not at her apex, but like of that era when she was really, really getting there in the US. And I remember these were like viral videos. They would be on the homepage of YouTube for the videos for Poker Race and the video for Just Dance. I remember being like, this gal is mad. And now when you think about it, it wasn't really, like, in hindsight now, not in hindsight, but now it probably passes not being that odd. But I think she kind of opened the door for that kind of weird stuff to be mainstream. But I remember listening to it and being like, this stu- is so catchy. It's yeah. so... And that's the thing that's been about... She just, just Dance. Says, gonna be okay. Dada just Dance. <laughs> just Dance. Spin that record, babe. Like, it's... Like, but the stuff it's up is... There. But yeah, but again, you look at it like that and if you're trying to dis- dissect it, you'd be like, well, it's a bit silly or whatever. But she has this ear for hooks. Like, yeah. if you think of any of those songs in the fame, like, uh, Love Game, like, let's have some fun, this beat is sick, I want to take a ride in your disco stick. Like, it's just lodged in my cranium. I, I'll, I'll be hearing <laughs> Most it songs are lodged in your cranium, though. I don't feel like that's a big deal. I know, but I, I just think she, she just had it. I think she got it, and I think she was just so forward-thinking in what she did. Now, don't get me wrong, I think she took a lot of influence from Madonna, which I'll get to in a while, and, like, loads of other artists, like Bowie, like, the, all the Lightning Bolt stuff, like, but I don't think it was ever like derivative or reductive like she put a spin on it that made it like chart worthy for that time and for that kind of era going into the the teenies or like the yeah. the, the tens as they're called that era that of, called? i've heard the teenies and i hate the on MTV? That. i couldn't i don't know i don't know anyway yeah that era of like because you're talking about like 2008 coming into 2009 like she was really on that cusp of that new decade of and just dominating and just becoming that figure of influence that she knew she was going to be. Yeah. Um. So like you said, the fame came out in 2008 and it had I loved Just the Dance, so much. Poker Face, Paparazzi, all were the singles on that. That was did, your favourite single? Really well. Poker Face. Really? I love, no, no, sorry, Paparazzi. Paparazzi. I love so Paparazzi. Much. And that video. I remember I loved trying to recreate, you know, that lipstick she does where it's like just the middle of your lips to make them look really small. Oh, yeah. I'd be flat out black? doing that. Yeah. yeah of course was. I'm probably made of crayons. <laughs> it's right up your street. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they actually reissued that album in 2009. As you said, it was called The Fame Monster and it had Bad Romance, Telephone and Alejandro. Yeah. All, I can't believe they all came so early on. Like yeah. one after the other. Yeah. It was so quick. So, so quick. But I think it was really smart of her to capitalise on that. She must and have been do- so young. She must have been like 22 or something in 2008. Yeah, I think she's 22 or 23-ish. Mad. Um, the Fame Monster, I think, is probably my favourite of hers. In yeah. terms of a collection of songs. Like, non-singles now, we're talking like Monster and Dance in the Dark are so fucking good. I don't and think she, I know either of them. Dance in the, to be honest, I only knew Dance in the Dark because I watched, I don't know if you have seen, if you haven't, or anyone that's listening, 
would highly recommend as like a concert movie um the monster ball live in madison square garden like hbo did a film of it and i think i'm pretty sure she opens with dance in the dark and it is such like a bombastic chorus it's like baby let's dance in the dark so good it's so so good we like, don't use the word bombastic enough, I don't think. I don't think so either. I'm glad I used it there now. <laughs> but um, really, really strong. I remember she was like one of the last artists, I think, to kind of utilise the music video in a way that like creates anticipation. Do you know what I mean? I don't... I Ga- or Beyonce did that more recently, I feel like, with the whole Lemonade thing. That's that true. A- That's true. But I feel like in a different way. Because obviously she... What's the difference though? So like Beyonce did like a whole suite of videos for the whole album and like she's surprised dropped a few of them i think it, it was what the point i'm trying to make is like i remember the teasers for the alejandro video and like waiting for that to come out and like being dying to watch it yeah and then watching it immediately when it came out which i feel like doesn't really doesn't really happen now because it came at a time when like mtv didn't really have the same influence in the way that it did in the the 80s and 90s when it launched where you'd like go to mtv to watch a music video the internet killed that do you remember the last huge one i actually thought about this like i woke up from a sweat dream the other night and i was like thinking about this music video and it was huge at the time but like you've never seen the likes of gang of style no <laughs> yes i know it was a childish gambino did one where it was this all is america like, yes yeah that was so good. i remember i watched that so many times and it was all just like one take and the more you watch it the more you saw yeah Nothing has ever come close to that since. Yeah. And what year was that? That's totally irrelevant. Two years ago? I feel like we were... Yeah, it was maybe... How long have we had No, but it's not because it is still a thing of watching music videos like as an event. It it doesn't happen. This like, is America, that one. Don't get you slipping up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the thing. Like, to I'm be honest, the video right for that was more important than the song. And yeah. it was probably better than the song. Definitely. You, I don't think you would, you'd actively listen to... No, I mean, Childish Gambino fans, I'm sure, would disagree. And I don't think it's a bad song. But, like, you'd rather watch the videos both just listening to it casually. Yeah. It was all in the video. But it was the same with... And I remember Alejandro even being, like, heavily censored because of, like, the choreography and stuff. And, like, it was all, like, black and white and, like, her and a load of male dancers. And it would be, like, really provocative for what it was. But that's like, what she wanted. That's what she wanted. A she, song that's like so like your dance. Absolutely. She loved like, controversy. Yeah, this thing like even I don't know if you remember the 2009 VMAs performance of Paparazzi that she did where she like carried herself at the end. Carry as in like the blood. Do you remember? What does that mean? Do you know the oh carry yourself? Oh, sorry, the my enunciation. I was like, how did you pick yourself up? <laughs> I was like, I was so confused. Scooping herself carry up. the bucket of pig's blood. Yeah, do you, do you remember she was like dressed as an angel and she was like hung up and like blood and it, it was if she was killed and again that's mad and I'm, that's like a whole year I'll get to it later but the that's a year before the meat dress like yeah and I feel like the meat dress was so early on Um, but her second album Born This Way debuted atop the Billboard 200 with more than 1 million copies sold and the song the title song um, became the fastest selling song on the iTunes store with over a million downloads in less than a week. Do you remember her entrance to the Grammys that year, 2011, in The Egg? I do! Yeah. And she had like loads of people who had to carry her. She uh, was yeah. literally carried. I remember I, like I used to Not love watching those like, like uh, the Ether on the red carpet. And I remember I was like, when is she going to come out of The Egg, whatever. And then like obviously they, they never I had the rights. I actually remember watching that yeah. as well. And I remember, but they obviously don't have the rights to stream the award shows. And then like RT would get it the day after. But I, I it probably went up online and I watched it online. But I just remember being like, this is like. She must have been sweating. Incredible again. And she like a really like different look, like really harsh, like all these prosthetics. And she she had almost this like cult 
Binder. That was kind of like the birth of Mother Monster for her. Yeah. Eyes. Well, Born This Way, the album became like, or Born This Way, the song became like an anthem for the LGBTQ community. And she puts it all down, like all her early success was down to like the gay community, she said. What'd she say? I have a quote here. The turning point for me was the gay community. Um, and she just became like a queer icon and has been ever since. And I feel like that's really where she took off from. Yeah. But I think she's been great in that she's always acknowledged that and how much she owes to the queer community and that she's kind of never been one of these artists who like queer baits. Like Brian O'Flynn wrote a really good piece But she's for the bisexual Guardian. herself as yeah. well. Like, that, so well, that's the thing as well. Like she's right. But like, yeah. No, completely. Um, <laughs> no, she's completely bisexual. She is completely bisexual, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian O'Flynn wrote a really good piece for The Guardian where he where he talked about it, about, about how basically like she re-queered like, mainstream chart music and mainstream pop. Yeah. And like, his example was like prior to prior to her coming out and doing all that, like all you'd get was like, you know, the one example would be I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry, which was pure like tokenistic, like queer baiting, like being yeah. like, oh, I kissed a girl. And I liked it. I liked it, and <laughs> it felt so wrong. But it felt so right. It's not wrong. Kiss your mates. Yeah. Kiss your mates. Kiss people you fancy. It doesn't matter what gender they are. And I said, me and Amy were talking about this earlier, and like we think Lady Gaga definitely set a trend that like Ariana Grande has followed, and like Carly Rae Jepsen as like female gay icons. They're not gay, but like. But this g- is a thing, like icons the, for the community, like female pop icons. They've lo- they. They've always been like a core part of gay culture. Like yeah, even but I don't think we saw it for a while. We don't, I don't think we'd seen the likes of Lady Gaga since probably Madonna. Yeah, this is there the was thing. a big gap, and now ever since there's just been one after the other. Yeah, the whole way up, and because of how mainstream she got, like yeah, and like I think this is the thing. Like as much like she is probably our generation's Madonna. I don't really remember Madonna. And I wouldn't, I like, and yeah. I don't want this to seem like I'm undermining her legacy or whatever. What? Four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah, the generation of Madonna, like the year of Madonna like that I remember was minutes. Confessions on a Dance Floor. Was it Confessions of a Dance Floor or Confessions on a Dance Floor? That album anyway. Where she was like hung up and sorry. And then as you said, Four Minutes was like Hard Candy, that album. And I remember them, but I just, I, I don't think I really appreciated it. And it for me, it didn't really speak to me. Maybe it's because I view Gaga as like a peer. Yeah. In that kind of way. We definitely missed the Madonna boat. Yeah. All I know about it is what I've seen from like television and throwback pop culture yeah. now. Like I, yeah. The thing about Born This Way though is Madonna came out and well like Gaga herself was questioned about it because it's very similar to Express Yourself. Seemingly. Some people drew comparisons to Born This Way and Express Yourself. And she came out and was like, the only thing similar is the chord progression and like that's been in disco music since God knows when. So like, just because I'm using it again, like it means that I'm very smart. It doesn't mean that I'm plagiarizing someone. Yeah. And then I think Madonna was asked about it in a separate interview and she described it as reductive and the interviewer was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And Madonna was like, look it up. Oh. Hateful. Um, they've kind of had an on and off kind of... Rivalry. Yeah, kind of. And it was, it's been, it was kind of quashed... Um, and she did. Uh, Gaga did address it in her Netflix documentary Five Foot Two as well, where she was like, "Oh, we just have this thing where like, it's like a a boy that likes you but he's mean to you. Like Madonna just wants to push you up against a wall and kiss me or whatever. Blah blah blah. The, POV like, a boy thing. that likes you but is mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and but it was it it had been kind of quashed since, and Gaga came out and was like, "I have so much respect for her, blah blah blah, and whatever else." But around the time that Gaga was promoting a Star Is Born, do you know that quote? Like, there could be a hundred people in a room, yeah. like that she one of them said it. Cooper. Yeah, said it every press junket. Um, Madonna found she had done a similar interview before where she'd said something again, extremely similar. Where she was like, "Why would you copy that though? There could be a hundred people in a room." And like uh, 99 people would say they'd like it, whatever she was referring to. And I'd only remember the one person that said they didn't. Like they are incredibly similar. I don't think Gaga responded, but... I feel like every businessman has said that at some point. I just think... Or like motivational speaker. I think it's understandable for Madonna to be like precious of her legacy given how much she's done. But I think at the same time... I don't know. Like, Gaga's never claimed to be, like, the next Madonna or, like, better than Madonna. No. or And I think it's just different voices for different generations, as you said there. Like, we were never going to get Madonna to the to the extent that the way people did growing up with her or when she had her breakthrough in the same way that we did with, like, Just Dance and, like, the fame monster and Born This Way, you know? Yeah. Um, I just want to mention... I yeah, said I she I. identifies as bisexual and has done great things as an activist for the for gay rights worldwide. And we just spoke about this before. But one example was in 2010 when she attended the MTV VMAs. Um, she was accompanied by four gay and lesbian former members of the United States Armed Forces who had been unable to serve openly under the US military's don't ask, don't tell policy. Um, which banned open homosexual in the mi- uh, homosexuality in the military. I think that was the same year she wore the meat dress, and like the whole thing is apart from her music, she's so known for her controversy. But she always spins the controversy to like work to an advantage, like you know, to like bring attention to like things that matter things, more yeah. than like the music or like the dress. It's like look at this dress, but also look at these people who are here with me and like notice them and you know yeah who are directly suffering as a result yeah. of it like an oppressive regime yeah. yeah she's great for that I don't think many artists have the balls to do that yeah and she's raised a lot of money for like LGBTQ charities and she has her own foundation as well the Born This Way Foundation yeah I think. it's never been like a shtick for her do you know what I mean it's always been like a commitment to recognising who she is and who her fans are and just always kind of vowing to do right by them. Yeah. Which I think is really admirable as well. Like, I mean, at the same time, a lot of people argue it's the least you could do if you have a platform like that, but... But just no one's doing it. So... Yeah. She deserves to be acknowledged for that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, That meat dress was entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in September 2015. Rotten. It's... I think they've... Uh, what's it called when... Preserve. They make Salted like... It. It's like beef jerky now. What is that called? Dehydrated. Like dry cured or something. I don't know. It's, Not great. Like it's, beef, it's a beef jerky dress now. I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, is it? Is it too far? I'd say she was, I said this too much, but I'd say she was sweating. Oh, I don't and even stinking. want to think about that. Yeah. No, the smell. She had the boots, the purse, the hat. You haven't even begun to think of the smell, G. <laughs> like, yeah. No. What is that from? It's all sunny. Dennis. Do you remember from he says it? it? Uh, the steaks. No, about the luggage made of skin or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, I do yeah. know when he says he's going to turn her into, he's going to peel her skin off and make something yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, I loved Born This Way as well. Did you listen to it? Would you have been a fan of the album? I don't think I listened to it, to be honest. I knew the single. What other singles were on that album? Edge of Glory. Mary oh, Lange. I love the Edge of Glory. Edge of Glory is really good. I used to sing the Edge of Glory because I live just outside Glory. Features um, Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band, 
who has unfortunately passed away since. Um, and he's on hair as well. She released a good few singles for that. And I remember there was a load of controversy because, or like the original album cover, it's her, but her head is on a motorbike. And people were like, what, what I hate this, get it away from me. So like on some editions, it's just her head. And she's like, her hair's really wild and it's like makeup or whatever. And then I think on the deluxe, it's her head on a motorbike, which is completely insane, but teach their own. I don't know that at all. It's not ringing yeah. any bells. I remember when it came out and it, like the articles were like, Lady Gaga's album cover is here and it's horrific. Oh, Yeah, it was really critical, but um, yeah, God, I loved it. I loved, I love Marry the Night. Marry the Night is very good. Government well. Hooker. Sorry, I do know that album. Like, re- like really industrial. Like there's a... Oh, there's I'm gonna be killed for this. I think it's Shiza or whatever that song is called. The German one has like a cult following among fans because she doesn't play it that often on shows. And like it's co- all in German. The choreography is really good. No, it's not. But the title is I'm definitely not pronouncing that right either. I'm gonna be killed. Shiza. I'm so sorry. Um, my whole education of Lady Gaga came from that episode of Glee. Oh yeah, where they did it was called Gaga, I think, and they all dressed up in like her iconic outfits. And sang I don't her think songs. I remember that episode. I don't think I watched. Someone it wore that like stage. the Kermit the Frog dress. Someone else wore like the one where she had like just bubbles all over, and then there was like you know where she's just carrying a ball of spikes. Do you remember you and I the video? That's a fucking What's tune. That as well. like? It's been a long time since I came around. Been a you long time, and I, yeah. but I'm back in town. I that's, do. I'm pretty sure that's where she met her ex-fiance. That's very Taylor very, Kinney. and she's like the mermaid in it, but she's also just like male drag. It's a very a Star Is Born vibe, isn't it? Yeah, that song. It could be Ali's song. It could absolutely. Um, really, really good. Gaga debuted you and I in June 20, 2010 during her performance at Elton John's White Tie and Tiara Ball. Sorry, Taylor McKinney. No, it's Taylor. It's just Taylor Kinney, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but what was that drag persona that she had as well? Joe Calderon. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. He was so hot. <laughs> but it's just her, like. Um, let me just double check that Taylor Kinney is in this so I can quickly correct myself if he's not, but I'm pretty sure he, he was is. in. He What's he known for? Chicago Fire. Yeah, Taylor Kinney, yeah. Regarding the sexual intercourse scenes man? between actor Taylor Kinney and the singer as a mermaid, <laughs> Gaga explained that it emphasised metaphorically that sometimes relationships do not work. There you go. <laughs> mermaid sex. <laughs> How does that work? Um, yeah, it is Chicago Fire or whatever that one where they're firefighters. Yeah. Um, I remember not liking him. And I, I don't remember why. I loved them together. There could be something else there. I didn't want to massively look into her relationships because obviously I think she's so much more than that. Yeah, but no, you're dead they right. They were engaged. The engagement was called off. That's all in the documentary, isn't it? Yeah. The documentary is very good. I had only watched it recently. It came out in the lead Probably up to... a year and a half ago? The Joanne album. Yeah. Will I cover Art Pop first and then get back to that? It came out in the lead up to Joanne. Yeah. Or a- or directly after Joanne. I think it was directly after because it was after the Super Bowl. It like. was to... Yeah, it was... Sorry, it was to coincide with promo for it on either side though. Um, Art Pop obviously came out then in 2013. Which name the hits off that? If please. I'm sorry, if I'm correct though, and I would like if someone correct me on this, I think this was initially planned as an app. Art pop. Yeah, that it was like there was going to be like a coinciding app with it, and just the whole thing was just like, to be honest, it seemed kind of doomed from the start, right? Yeah. Um, came out in 2013. I so if you do remember the hits off, it'd be like applause. I live for the applause. Yeah. And do what you want. Yeah, which has like... God, she has so many songs. Art pop app. I'm going to Google. Um, oh, she is like just tune after tune after tune. The art pop app is an application for mobile on Android and iOS. 
Uh, I don't really know what it does, but yeah, hands out with Lady Gaga's hands out. I think it was just that the album was in the app as well, right? And it was supposed to be like, really, like her most experimental yet. Really hyped it up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, was really attempting to push the boundaries of this. And I remember applause came out and I was like, yeah, this is, this is fine. This is, this is grand. Um, and I, there was a lot, the promotion around it was really messy. I think there were a couple of different, like, follow-up singles planned. Like, I think Venus was supposed to be released at one point. Like, a music video where Venus was supposed to be released. Do What You Want, obviously, featuring R. Kelly. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, and then she released uh, G.Y. as a single. Um, uh, and with an accompanying video to it. But I just remember, like, I I don't think I've ever listened to it fully through. Such was, like, my just disinterest haven't. in it. Yeah, so Do What You Want was obviously an originally a collaboration with R. Kelly, Do but off the back of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, Gaga came out and made a statement and was basically like, sorry, and apologised. What a, like, w- the worst song title of all of them to have Really not R. Kelly No, on. and Jesus even lyrically, Christ. lyrically it's so questionable. Really hard then, because the song is an absolute tune, <laughs> and I know live she'd done it with Christina Aguilera before, and fans had been like, release that version, obviously because... You'd imagine a lot of their fan bases intersect. Yeah. Um, but like now, I'm fairly sure like it's scrubbed of the internet. It's all streaming services, and I think it's just like her singing on it as opposed to him, which is good because it's still a tune. I need to double check that. That's but mad. yeah. Um, no other song cracked crack the top ten by applause. Um, and even since then, like Gaga's tweeted being like, I don't remember our pop. Like such is it's the album's legacy. Like it, com- like critically, I actually don't think it was reviewed that badly I think it did okay and like for I think a majority of fans I think this is where they kind of like doubled down in their support for her where they were like whatever she does like it's great it's just different but I think at this point if you were a Fairweather fan or if you were expecting another album of like Just Dance Poker Face Born This Way I think this is where you dropped off and yeah. to be honest it's it's where I dropped off I think I dropped off before that. You'd hear, like, it, it'd be common if you were to bring it up with people that it'd be a whole thing of, like, Justice for pop and whatever. But but she said herself, I don't regret it at all. Every album has been exactly what I wanted to make at that time. So, but it's definitely, like, commercially was nowhere near as successful as yeah. anything she did before that. When you see, like, her second album ch- topping the Billboard 200s. Like. Yeah. She did Cheek to Cheek at some stage as well, that jazz album. Oh, tell me about that. I don't really have much written down. It was a jazz album. 
they had a great time. They're I don't still actually really think mates. I know any song off that. She performed at his. <laughs> she performed his ninetieth birthday. There's one song where it's like, boop, Tony Gaga, and I don't remember any other better than that. Do you know she has ferns named after her? They've named like a breed of not a breed. I don't know what you call it, like a different type of plant. I'd fully believe that though. But like a Heidi Klum is a rose named after. Her. Like she a, has like a type three rose. ferns named after her. One of them is like Germanetti. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving me thumbs up. I don't think that barbecue is going well. <laughs> Don't forget the chicken in the oven. Um, I suppose cheek to cheek though was an excuse for her to be like, I can be so much else other than a pop star. And like vocally, I suppose it was, she has such a jazz voice. Like yeah. she's so like kind of rich and like kind of throaty. Yeah. In a way that a lot of the other pop girls aren't. I didn't listen to it because I don't have any interest in jazz, but like she did have them. one. It did really well. Did she have one cover hit with him on that? It was like Lady in the Tramp. Song. Was it Lady in the Tramp? Something like that. Um, but they are, they're still very good mates. That's so cute. Just warms but my heart. Again, it just goes to show like how versatile she was in that like she had. It's like that. Do you remember Westlife for like, right, we're going to do a suave jazz album now. It's, it's absolutely nothing <laughs> like Westlife doing. What was that called? What was that called? Call Me Responsible. No. It, it was. No, it was like. It was Call Me Responsible. Are you sure? Yes. I'm going to Google it. And it had like kick in the head and all yeah. that. It was, I did not enjoy that. But it's the exact same. It's like, right, this is what we're doing now. Like it or don't, but like. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'd go as far as comparing Westlife's talents to Lady Gaga's, but like. Oh, yeah, Westlife were miles ahead. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, She was just. Allow like, us to be frank. Oh, I was close you enough. Were so like, wrong. Call Me Irresponsible <laughs> was on it. You didn't know the name, all right? Uh, um, She just wanted to be everything to everyone, but like, could. And yeah. she wanted to be because she knew she could be. Like, in the way that she... Like, she did... That was another criticism, like, she had a Madonna. And it's not necessarily one I subscribe to, and I don't think it's really fair. But, like, she always comes back and she's like, I'm the producer, I'm the songwriter, I'm the vocalist, I'm the this. Like, I do... She does like, it all. Ev- she does it all. Um, then after that, we had Joanne. I don't have off the top of my what head... What was the crack with was that album? Recorded, yeah. It was so about her auntie. It was about her 19-year-old auntie who had lupus, who died at the age of 19... Um, and it was basically to honour her and her memory. Um, and again, like an even further departure from our pop there because it was like guitar, kind of rock, kind of really country. country inspired. Yeah. yeah, I think it was 2016, but I'm just going to check. And like the cover is like really iconic. It's her wearing the, the pink, pink cowboy hat. hat. Um, Joanne Lady Gaga. I love that. Um, and again, that was an album that like had people really excited. And I don't know, would again, yeah, 2016, Again, I think it hit some notes for fans and like the hardcore fans and the little monsters. Um, commercially, again, wasn't hugely successful. Really? Yeah. And critically, I think it did okay. I think prior to this as well, she'd released Till It Happens to You. Do you know that ballad from The Hunting Ground? I think it went on to be nominated yes, for an Oscar. Yes, I do. Um, w- uh, I thought hunting- that was Kesha. No, The Hunting Ground was about... I think I saw Kesha the, recorded about, a version uh, as well. Rape on college campuses. Yeah, sexual abuse on college campuses. And, like, she took from her own um, experiences. Um, and, like, with that, leading up into Joanne, and, like, you have you had all these names attached to it, like Mark Ronson, who's obviously worked with Amy Winehouse on Back to Black, and, like, is a very well-established yeah. producer. And, like, you hear that, and you're like, right, this album is going to be legit. And I think that first single that she released and worked on with Ranson. I think your man from Tane and Pala, whose name escapes you now, I think he worked on the track as well. But you had other producers like Blood Pop and whatever. Um, she was saying it was like her most personal record to date, was really excited about it, blah, blah, blah. 
and again released uh, Perfect Illusion which is the lead single off it and again like did well because you're gaga and you have that influence like you're never going to be a total flop yeah but in the eyes of fans and I suppose in the eyes of critics and whatever it did flop because it didn't go anywhere beyond I don't think it hit number one I don't think it even came close to hitting number one Perfect Illusion sounds like it could have been on the very first album though doesn't it that's, I feel like that's why I, I think it is like those industrial vibes of Born This Way. I think it's really yeah. jarring in comparison to the rest of the album. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like that's why it did well because it's more OG Gaga that people wanted more of. Yeah, this was the thing. And the rest of it was just too much of a departure. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I don't like that song. I feel like the chorus is just... The chorus sounds wrong and then there's a weird key change towards the end. Really like the verses and like it's all there and it's so weird because I, I wouldn't... I'm not going to pretend like I know the first thing about pop music or like making a song but it seems like it has all the ingredients there and like there's all sorts of shit like yeah um but i will say as i mentioned previously i watched uh five foot two on netflix which is a documentary about her and as we said was released only five foot two yeah it was released either probably after and it kind of documents that journey of her making it it was released last year wasn't it two years ago no it would have been two years ago. when did she do super bowl it was probably like a year after super bowl was it 2017 I feel like that's newer than you think it is. No, it's not that old. Lady Gaga. Maybe I only watched it recently. Um, Yeah, 2017. So she would have released the album and then did the Super Bowl the following year. And like, God, the Super Bowl was so good. I think we talked about that on the Super Bowl episode, didn't we? Briefly. I think we did. The whole, as just as being like an iconic performance. I remember kind of being disappointed because the whole documentary is everything leading up to the Super Bowl. And then it ends as she jumps off the roof. I know, but they wouldn't have had the rights to show the show, like, do you know? I or know, you but mean, like, I just after? thought that we were going to get the whole show. Yeah, so, like, it documents... We, it this, just ends, like... Yeah, so documents her, like, visiting her grandmother and talking about, like, her aunt's legacy and she plays um, a song called Joanne to, for her grandmother. Um, and it documents, like, she, she'd obviously had hip surgery, she had to cancel a load of tours. Does she have and lupus as well, or does she has something else? No, it's fibro... Fibromyalgia? Yeah, that's what she has. Um... And Where you're just constantly in pain. Yeah, it documents that kind of struggle with that of like having an invisible illness and just be like she seems constantly in pain. Her engagement has just ended, and at the start of the documentary, she's talking about it that she's like mad at Taylor, blah blah blah, and that like her tolerance for men is like at the floor. Um, and it goes through the whole documentary, her preparing for the album, but it it's kind of very honest in that it it includes the reactions to Perfect Illusion, which like aren't great. Now Joanne ended up going to number one the album itself, but like. It's still, there were still fans were like, where are the bops? Do you know what I mean? There was constantly, it was this whole thing of people being like, why are you not, yeah. where are the floor fillers? Where, why are you not giving us this again when you're so good at it and you've built such success off it? And you can see her frustration with that when, like imagine how hard that is. You've written this whole album about a dead family member and people are like, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, that's great. People are like, fuck this pink-hatted rah-rah bitch. Like, that's, <laughs> no, but that's what I hear. I've heard fans refer. <laughs> I've heard people say that. Uh, refer to like Joanne as that on social media. And no, I know that's they harsh. don't mean it massive, like maliciously. We have spoken about though how tenacious little monsters can be online in terms of like their... In I feel all like of stan culture, little monsters, and I'm making a generalization here, and I know this isn't apply to everyone, but like they can be the absolute worst in terms of abuse and in terms of abusing people. Yeah, I would say though, like it's the same for all female pop artists that if you don't reinvent yourself, people get bored of you. So if she had given 
like if she was on her sixth album now of just banger like floor fillers people would be like Get, show us something else yeah like you can't win uh, yeah I don't think you can win which is frustrating to say the least um, do you think Chromatica has given us the bangers again then yeah I think so because she'd done a few bits in between do you remember The Cure yeah she released in 2017 like either before or after because she played Coachella that year what was that's that that's a tune what was the bop on that um, no it was just a single like promise what? I'll be the Cure oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like people were like, "Oh my god, that this is, is a great song. yeah." I was, it was like she's she's here, like she's back again, like and she's she's ready to rock. And then it was like nothing. And then she was obviously she obviously did a Star Is Born, was casted in a Star Is Born directed by Bradley Cooper, and she just went on into another stratosphere of fame with that. Like uh, Shallow was her um, first number one in yeah, years. Her first number one, I think, since Born This Way. That's mad in terms of singles. That is mad. Yeah. Completely insane. It just brought her to a new... But again, I think... Highlighted for the people who don't take her seriously because like she wear, like she wears like these old couture, wears meat dresses, mad makeup, mad hair. I think it kind of made people take her seriously. Which again... and ju- But just showed, again, how talented she is. Like, she can act. Like, I know she'd been... She's in a, an incredible actress. Had you seen her... Did you watch American Horror Story Hotel? I oh, know, I don't like horror. Fair. So I've heard no, I wouldn't watch her. <laughs> She's the countess in that. And like, that was kind of her break as well in inverted commas and it, her performance in that was like pretty highly revered I just wouldn't be in, I'm that's not my balls like to be honest I went to see A Star Is Born in the cinema and bawled my eyes out I'm gonna be completely honest I still didn't see it are you taking the piss yeah. Quiva has seen it I know I need to see it I don't know why they I turned didn't. it off before the end though for Quiva I will oh yeah fair it gets a bit gets, we'll, gets a bit gets a bit gets a bit um, yeah to be honest so obviously Chromatica as we said has just been released and like the reviews have been really good the thing about this is like there was a lot of hype for like LG6 and whatever and like bring it back and whatever. Stupid Love, the lead single, leaked weeks before it was it's released. such a good song. And like, I forgot, like when I heard it on the album, I was like, how is this on this album? This has been out for ages. I, I've seen discussion among other Gaga fans though where they actually don't think they kind of rank like lead singles from previous albums and they don't rate Stupid Love that highly and I'm surprised. Well, wrong. I think it's so good. I think it's it so good. It sounds like a song that you see in a movie of like someone and she's like pursuing her career in New York and she's like really Montage, busy. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully like. It's so, but it re- re- like got leaked weeks beforehand and I like. Can we make a playlist for the Patreon of songs that would feature in those scenes and movies. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be That's good. That's a good idea, yeah. Um, I, and I remember hearing, I was like, this is class, whatever, and then obviously it's like quelled from the internet or whatever. There's a theory that the plan was to release Rain On Me first instead of Stupid Love, but then Stupid Love Lee. Stupid Love leaked So that's why she released Stupid, Stupid Love Stupid Love Stupid Leaked Love But like It was gas then Because when she <laughs> Do you know when They do the announcement And it's like Stupid Love Coming Friday Whatever date it was released Yeah And like <laughs> Everyone quoted me Being like Wow can't wait to hear this For the first time ever Because like The gays oh, and all God, of us yeah. Were like mad for a listen Like just tracking it down Yeah um, I think it I think it is a return to form I'm going to be completely honest I think I listen I need to listen to it A few more times Because there is a part of me that finds, from an artist's perspective, I can imagine it's very frustrating, and I've t- touched on this already, to have like work that you've worked really hard on, whether it's like being really experimental and being really daring with art pop, or like r- really laying your soul bare on an album like Joanne, for it to not be appreciated, and to come back and just kind of give people what they want. I don't know, like... 
I know, she, like, it's where she was born. Like, she was born in the club. Like, she's a she's a club kid through and through. But there's something that I just feel like, and I do need to listen to it again. I feel like her heart's not in a lot of the songs. I love the collab with Elton John. Sign from Above is really good. I love the singles. I think the singles are really strong. Yeah. But there are some of it where I'm just like, this this kind of could be anyone. I was like, this yeah. is the legacy you created, but I don't know if it's a Gaga. I think Alice is very track. like OG. I do like Alex. OG Gaga. I do like Alex. Um, as I said, I do need to listen to, again, and it's it's not that I don't like it. The stuff again, really catchy. Goes back to that whole thing of instant earworm, like r- like so housey. Like I can't I can't wait till we're all back in a club dancing to this yeah. shit. Like, but. There's something about it that I'm just like, I just feel like it was almost, is it hateful to be like, it was just too easy. It was too like, here you go. Yeah. But then like what? She can't win because that's no, what people have been asking And we've for. made the point, like if she came out with another Joanne or like our pop again. It would have went nowhere. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something funny? Amy, my housemate, was listening to it and she was like, it's great. Yeah, it does take a few listens, but like once it really gets in on your ear. And she was like, what did you think of all the speaking tracks? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you know, like every, between every couple of songs, like she speaks about like why she made the album and all. I was like, do you want Spotify where you like the duo had one where it's like the artist like described. It's like the audio direct- commentary. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was listening to that instead of like just the album on its own. So she thought that was <laughs> of the album. She was like, I thought it was a bit weird that she put in like a lot of tracks of her just speaking. <laughs> it's like you were tapped. You are wrong here. You're wrong. Um... Yeah, so like Chromatica's isn't actually supposed to be a planet. It's supposed to be like a state of mind. And she said it's like ballad free. It's kind of this like pink Mad Max thing. It's a place where I'd say we'd all want to be right now with all the shit that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, It's all like it's all she wants people to dance their pain away, wasn't it? Yeah. And you definitely get like, as I said, I really liked, I really do like the first two singles. And I wasn't mad on the Blackpink collab, Sour Candy. Oh yeah, it wasn't really Reese's single. It was Reese's kind of a, yeah, like Sarah Candy, like so Sarah sweet. Candy. Yeah, I didn't mind that now. I think she's going for an egot, to be quite honest. Oh, I she do has that. a Grammy. That's my, that's my dream life. She has a Grammy. She she has like to she do musical theater next. Yeah, she has to do Tony. A, I think yeah, I think she won't be happy. She until could do gag on stage or like she could do. What could she be? She could probably do Funny Girl. She was supposed to do. A big residency called Enigma as well in Las Vegas, but like obviously it'd be cancelled with everything going on. I would love to see Gaga on Broadway. Yeah, I'd, I would. Lo- I'd love to see her just in general again. The thing, the promotion, Hollywood Bowl. The promotion for Joanne as well. She ended up playing a load of dive bars. Like went back to kind of a roots where like the capacity was so so small. Can you imagine like just seeing her in like fibbers? Do you I know? love that. So good. I'd love to see her now. She's gone on the bucket list. Will you bring me to see her? Yeah. Is the sun getting to your nose? No, I just needed to sniff. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Took my <laughs> I took my hay fever medication, so I should be alright. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know though. Like you'd wonder then. It's interesting, is it? Like, do you chase? Do you chase the mainstream, or do you? Because I mean, I think she's doing great. I do think she's doing great, but I think a lot of her doing a Star Is Born was a bit like left field for, like her normal fans like yeah in that sense fair enough but i would like to see her do more bits like i just want to see her succeed i do think she deserves it 
yeah it's just so hard for her to do anything when she's constantly in pain like I don't think people actually realise that until you watch her documentary yeah even she's wa- like severely cannot move yeah even the watching the, the dancing the choreography Rain On Me is just completely insane yeah you're like and even when she was like rehearsing for Super Bowl she like puts her through the most intense puts herself through the most intense choreography because she wants to give people a show and she wants to be the best um, but she's just like her body just doesn't allow her to do it yeah, all she's, the time yeah she said behind the scenes at the Super Bowl she was like it doesn't get bigger than this like I'm kind of sad which is kind of fair like what could you imagine though that must be like once you hit the top of the roller coaster it's only downhill which is such yeah, a great yeah what else thought. do you do like yeah. that's what I'm saying like I feel like she's going to keep chasing that award status and just keep at it she's Elton John's about children godmother as well Elton everyone is Elton John's no that's Elton John is everyone's godfather yeah yeah <laughs> Who's he the godfather to? Loads of people. <laughs> any um, any examples? I don't want to make stuff up. That's fair, yeah. Katie, do you know any of Elton John's godchildren? Thank you. Um, <laughs> if you want to read more about Gaga, I would recommend that piece from Brian O'Flynn. If you just search Brian O'Flynn, Guardian, Gaga, it'll come up. NPR did a really good piece, just a kind of documenting all of her eras and how she got there. Um, and I would highly recommend watching The Monster Ball Live at Madison Square Garden because that was a show and a half. And I think it was... I She's one of those people who's, who's had multiple peaks and it's definitely one of her peaks for sure. Sorry, Elton John has 10 godchildren. Most famous are... Uh, most famous of the bunch are David and Victoria Beckham's sons, Oh, yeah. Brooklyn and Romeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for them. Um... Yeah, cool. Do you want to do mini band wagons? Oh, I'd say so, yeah. Um, people have gotten onto us because we did mention this on... We did tr- taste the, taste test this on the bonus episode last week. But White Claw, people yeah. want us to talk about it. White Claw is now available in Tesco. What is White Claw, Breed? It's a hard seltzer. I don't know. I really don't... It's distilled spirits of some sort with, like, flavoured water. Yeah, we've no idea what alcohol's in it, and no. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. But isn't it? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what isn't it? Like most spirits, like most like gin is made from vodka. Like so they're all kind of just like what? the same is thing it? anyway. I don't know. Yeah, if you make homemade gin, you'd like distill vodka, isn't it? Or the other way around? No, I, I don't know. I'd, Something I would, like that. I would stop before we don't start get me started really on Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to hear what we legitimately we, think of it, listen to the Patreon episode, which is up now if you like a light drink this is the one for you yeah <laughs> it's just it's literally just tasty water like, it does it, that in my opinion a bit drunk it doesn't really taste like anything but for that reason you can drink a lot and get for that reason I'm out very drunk and for that reason I'm out um, what would you, what's your favourite flavour what's your favourite flavour I controversially really like the black cherry yeah but um, I would say that's my favourite because it's the one you can taste the most yeah it tastes like the, I don't know what's going on they, I, I, <laughs> they taste like the cherry mayo bars. Yeah, they do. Um, Mau-am. Which I enjoyed. Mau and whatever. My brother lives in Chicago, and he's like him and his fiance have been mad for White Claws for ages now, and they keep talking about them. Um, and he said they have mango flavor over there, and that's their favorite. But we don't have that here, which Let's, is kind of sad. Can we start a movement? Ma- bring I would, mango flavor. Yeah, I don't think we have enough petitions. Bandwagons bring <laughs> mango flavor. Yeah. Yeah. What's another one? Um, I have barbecues. Yeah. Um, this is my fourth barbecue in probably five days. Yeah, it's your favorite thing. I'm to eat okay with it. My favorite food is sausages. You just can't make them outside all year round. 
Yeah. That's, I don't think that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, but like, you can. Nobody's stopping you, but like... No, I don't think I... the weather is nice. my favourite food. I think I'm lying again. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I'm excited though. And? And my third one. Um, I have down Black Lives Matter. Do you want to talk a bit about the protest? Today? Oh, there's... Sorry. There's... Oh, there's a very large bee there. Sorry. Um, Okay, the bee's gone. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Obviously, the 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 shit going on in America and everywhere like it's happening at home is just ridiculous. Um, we've seen people like Breonna Taylor and George Floyd lose their lives um, because of a system that actively encourages racism and puts white people above anything else and people have said enough's enough and I think rightly so and I think we myself and yourself included can all be doing better in terms of listening in terms of being active um it's hard like it's a hard conversation to have like and i to be honest i never know what to say because it's it's like it's, it's not for you to speak about it's not it, it isn't for me to speak about but at the same time if we don't um in a way that's supportive and in a way that amplifies black voices um we the, like the the system's going to carry on. Nothing will change. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously been protests taking place across America. There was a protest. Um, well, by the time this comes out, it will be yesterday. But today in Dublin, um, in honour of George Floyd and all the other people who've lost their lives as a result of police brutal- brutality and this oppressive system that we live under. And obviously, if you look closer to home, direct provision is the biggest heap of shit in the entire world. It's the most inhumane way of dealing with any people, like, let alone asylum seekers. It's people who are so vulnerable and who need our help more than ever. Um, definitely something to make yourself aware about. Have these conversations. Get educated. Get educated. Um, Me and White Supremacy is a good book to read. Um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Um, Don't touch my hair. These are all books. Um, Dear White People, I think, is a series on Netflix. Yeah. Great resources. If you can donate, I would recommend Massey, which is Movement of Asylum Seekers in Ireland. They're doing a lot of direct provision. If you're looking abroad, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, though they have, I'm pretty sure they've hit like a max on donations or whatever, but they've shared loads more resources. Hopefully you're following the right people that are sharing these. So this is the time to do it. Um, and we obviously said on our stories, um, this month we're going to be donating a portion of our Patreon fund to both Massey and a fund in America we haven't decided which one yet I had said the Minnesota Freedom Fund but as I said that's full so we're going to be picking something else but just listen and if you feel like you shouldn't say something like don't well no but like I feel like it's important it's as important to say something as well I think think you're complicit in silence as well but I think as much as it is important to talk listen to listen to your black friends listen to people of colour listen to women of colour listen to men of colour because they're the people that are directly affected by this. Very well said. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that and get some burgers. Yeah, I think we will. I think it's BBQ time. Thanks for listening. You can, well, you always do this, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, we are on the socials. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, do hit us up. Um, we, it's Bandwagon's podcast everywhere. It's off the wagon this week. Off the wagon this week for the Patreon. If you want to subscribe to that, please do. Um, if you want to leave, leave us a review, they're, they also make us really happy and nice. Only if they're nice. Only if they're nice, yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, and I think that's it. And we will see you next week. Next week. We don't know what we're doing yet. Well, actually, we have an idea, but we're not confirmed. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.